630 Chad This Morning Podcast with Stacy Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre. Uh, coming up on 607, George Harrison wrote that uh, so many years ago for the Beatles, and it was about they just the, the horrible, <laughs> harsh taxation system in the UK at the time where uh, if you got over a certain amount of income, they would start taking 90% of what you made, leave you with 10. So he's basically, if you, if you, if they'll tax your feet, if you go for a walk, they'll tax your feet to that level. He was angry about it back in the day. Well, he didn't have enough write offs. He didn't have enough write offs. <laughs> I know, right? That's the answer to everything. Just write it off. Just like just like David from Schitt's Creek kept uh, wanting to do. Who writes it off? I don't know. The government, the write off people. Okay. <laughs> there is confusion <laughs> for some folks about what you can and what you can't write off. But uh, th- there would be like two ways of looking at this, I suppose. You either try to and fail miserably, or maybe you miss out on write offs that really are legitimate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to dive into both of those elements for you this morning. Yeah, we've got Aaron Doucette on the line. He is a CPA and zero uh, tax expert. Good morning, Aaron. Good morning, Stacey. Thanks for having me today. Hey, Aaron, what's a zero tax expert? I don't expert? think it's a zero. It's an X-E-R-O, so I probably pronounced that wrong. X-Zero? What is that? No, that that's right. So zero, it's a New Zealand cloud accounting-based software. Uh, so oh. we're in Canada and across the world, and I'm a former, uh, I'm a current CPA, but former tax specialist for small businesses here in Canada. See, I really wanted that to mean I will pay zero tax. <laughs> <laughs> that's always our goal, is trying to minimize the tax position of our clients. Uh, fair enough. So uh, write-offs, What's the what, what do you think is the greatest misconception about write-offs? Bi- I think primarily this is for, for small business. You're not, you're not writing off your dog food because it's an emotional support animal, but uh, for small businesses, what are the biggest misconceptions about what you can and can't write off? I think one of the biggest ones is it's never too early. And what I mean by that, especially over the last couple of years, we've seen a lot of gig economy workers start out side hustles in addition to their regular jobs. And a lot of people think you can't write off expenses until you earn income. And there's misconception that as you're building up your business, as you're getting ready to bring in revenue, those expenses don't count. Everything counts when you're spending money to earn revenue or to earn sales. All of those expenses count. And so that's why we at Zero, when we talk cloud accounting technology, we say it's never too early because you don't want to just have these receipts piling up in a shoebox and lose them over time. Anything that goes towards earning revenue, earning income, earning sales, that's a write-off. Everything counts. You know, we were listening to that clip. I'm sure you've heard about it uh, from Schitt's Creek, and he was trying to write off face cream because he had to be the face of the business, bed sheets because he wanted to 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 look into expanding the home market in in the little shop that he he worked at. <laughs> so when you say everything counts, like what does that mean? Now, Stacy, I was trying to be very careful with my words there because I'm still kind of chuckling with some of that opening music and sound bits because. <laughs> Everything with relation to your earnings count. Now, I'll give you a a bit of an example. One time I was working with a mortgage broker that worked from their home office and they completely redid their kitchen. So it was the full renovation of their home kitchen. And he tried putting that through as a business expense because he's like, well, I work from home, so that's a business expense. Mm -hmm. I asked him, are you a chef? No, I'm a mortgage broker. Then I'm like, ah, it probably doesn't count then. 
Um, we could get a little more creative if you're a chef, but that doesn't relate to your business just because it's in the same building. So that's kind of an example I mean, Stacey, by everything that relates to your business can count within some certain exceptions. So uh, when you say you start early, if you're not really making any revenue yet, what difference does it make? Because uh, if, if, you're, if you're suffering, let's say you're suffering a loss uh, yeah. and, and you're not making much money anyway, you can't really get the government to pay you for a loss. How does that work? Why early? Well, you can get creative with either loss carry forwards, or if you also have other forms of income, maybe that loss can apply against other forms of income and tax positions that you have, Daryl. Well, then um, I'm going to just make, you- I'm going to have losses for the rest of my life so that I can reduce <laughs> my tax. Um, and so that's where we always like to say work with a professional because the CRA could audit you at any point. And that's when we say the real value of cloud accounting technology comes in because the CRA can audit you at any point. And it's not necessarily a combative relationship that we always think it is. If you're, not, if you're following the rules and the expenses that you have go towards future income, in the eyes of the CRA, that will be okay. Now, if you never had income, the CRA might start raising some flags there. And so it's not meant to be a loophole. It's, and I'll, I'll give you a quick little example. Uh, if you're thinking about starting a photography business, if you're buying income in 2024, or sorry, you're buying equipment, you're signing up for a couple of courses to learn some extra tricks in photography. And then in 2025, you start to bring in some photography clients. That's okay. Okay. What about people who don't own a small business? Uh, You mentioned side hustles. Um, I'm assuming landlords also can write stuff off. Uh, So if you're an Uber driver or a skip the dishes driver, what can you write off? Like what are, what are examples of people who don't own their own businesses, but still can take advantage of write-offs? Yeah, absolutely. So that's when you can throw on your statement of professional business income on your personal tax return. So Formerly, it's a T2125, which sits on top of your tax return as an unincorporated individual. And there's all sorts of reasons where you might want to not incorporate and still have a side business on your personal tax return. Um, And there's all sorts of examples there, especially when you think of Uber drivers, uh, like gas that they're using, which relates to their actual Uber driving, uh, maybe some meals that they have out on the road, the quick snack or the coffee when they're driving that supports that income. Uh, These are all examples that I really empower those gig economy workers to, to keep digital copies of their receipts because, and kind of coming back to, the earlier question of misconceptions about a lot of this is half the times it's not even misconception. It's just, I lost my receipt and I forgot about that expense. The calendar year is is long when you think about it. And that $2 coffee when you're driving for Uber or Uber Eats seems small in the moment, but that can really add up over time and sit on your personal tax return as a business expense. Uh, one more for you, Aaron, before we let you go. Uh, just, I don't have a, let's say we don't have a side hustle. It was just regular, you, know, you, you earn your wages, you, you come home, that's it. Are there write-offs that some people are missing or are they just deductions? They're not write-offs, they're just deductions that you're, you're approved for. Are there things that we're missing? I think over the last couple of years, home office expense is a big one. The CRA changed their rules this year, so you can't do the temporary flat method 
that was available over the last couple of years, and I've already gotten a lot of questions on this. So if you're required to work from home for your employment, you might be able to claim some of those deductions, whether it's rental costs, whether it's internet, heating as an example. These are all sorts of deductions that you might be able to apply on your personal tax return, even if you're just a regular worker. All right. Thanks for joining us, Aaron. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. You made talking taxes not painful, so I appreciate that. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Well done. Aaron Doucette is a CPA and also a tax expert talking write-offs uh, today. So it was, it was good that you asked the question about what about normal people? Can they write stuff off? And I know that if you have even like a basement suite, you can write stuff off as well and that, that you rent out. Well, but then that's your side hustle. Mm-hmm. Right, so yeah, but there are there are deductions that <laughs> I always need to get help because I I can't keep track of all of them and the changing rules and all the rest of that stuff. People who do their own taxes, I bow down to you. I cannot like numbers, mm, mm. so that's that's why there are CPAs that can take care of you for me. Once again, yeah. uh, that's why we went into broadcasting because we can speak the words goodly many times. Sometimes. But the maths, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, even though they have this tax software and, and people just love it and it seems dummy proof, but I think we're less than dummies.